Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome into a special Friday edition of Pin It Deep. We know Saturday you're going to be watching College Game Day. You're going to be listening to the KSR pregame show. So we decided to come to you today on Friday to get you prepared for the biggest game in college football this weekend, the biggest game in Kentucky football's history, Kentucky, Georgia, down in Athens. It's two 6-0 teams for the first time in the SEC East. Myself, Max, Miles, we break it all down for you. We have some fun. But as always, please like, share, subscribe, share to your friends, tell a friend, be a friend. Why are we still rambling? Go Cats. Let's get into it. Go! Every time so others... Mm, so Go every time so others may... Every time. Get some. Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pennant Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. Welcome into another special Saturday morning edition of Pennant Deep. I am Brent Wayne Scott in here atop of KS Bar and Grill this is today Thursday? Thursday morning? It is a Thursday morning, yes, that is correct. And we've got Miles on Zoom today. Miles, how are you doing? How's Nashville? I'm great. I am up and at him this morning, bright and early here in Nash, Vegas, um, living the corporate life. How about you all? Um, I can't say it's too corporate right now. Um, We've got some beautiful music going on yep. with us, Miles. Uh, we're obviously at top KS bar again, as always, and 
just looking down and they're kind of getting the bar ready, getting ready to serve for the day. And they've got some nice little 70s and 80s going on, which we've been enjoying as we've been setting up. Yeah, Max and I had a whole conversation before you hopped on about, uh, what was it, Kings of Leon, yep. 70s, 80s, yep. you know, talking about this new Silk Sonic record that's going to come out. Good Elton but, John talk. Yep, yep. But that's not why everyone's here. Everyone obviously is here because Kentucky is going to play in the biggest game in program history when they go down to Athens today to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Kentucky 6-0, Georgia 6-0. Surprising stat to me, this is the first time in SEC East history where both teams are ranked 6-0. It is super. Or not ranked 6-0, they are 6-0. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, that is a crazy stat, to be honest. We were, we were very close, obviously, to doing it. We may maybe even been more so when we played Georgia last time. It might have been like both teams 8-0 maybe. Um, but a crazy stat. Um, and something that I'm looking forward to. I am heading down to the Greek Isles mm-hmm. as a U, I think, possibly. So it would be yep. great to go down there and see it firsthand. Fingers crossed. Might just wing it. <laughs> I, it. I mean, it just feels like a place you should be at regardless because, I, mean, I mean, if you're there and K- Kentucky loses, I mean, you still have a great time in Athens. You know what I mean? The so. atmosphere is going to be electric. I know Kentucky fans as well. One thing that I've loved about playing Kentucky football is the fans travel so well. Mm-hmm. I know me and Miles can attest to – Whenever we play bowl games, there's always a huge amount of Kentucky fans. Whenever we play our little home-away-from-home home games at Louisville or at Nashville, um, there's always a massive amount of Kentucky fans, and they travel so well. So I can't wait to see all the fans down in Georgia, and uh, make sure you yell at me if you see me walking past. Yeah, for sure. Also with that, I think the last time, we went down, or the last time I watched a game in Athens was the Arkansas game, maybe, and that they had a huge home field advantage that day, it seemed like. Arkansas kind of got out slow out of the gate, and the crowd the gate. Kind of took over the and took gate. them out of it. What's up, the gate? So, the gate. <laughs> uh, so hopefully this round, Kentucky's got some more fans down there that can kind of even that thing out. No doubt, and I think we will. I think we'll travel really well. Obviously, they're going to have their home field advantage, and it'll be great to see us go up against um, a really – uh, hostile environment, something that we probably did at South Carolina, but we went in with a level of confidence that is probably knew that we were going to come out with a W. Here, it's the unknown, and I think as a player and definitely as spectators, that's something that you enjoy, just absolutely having no clue what's about to happen and just having to go in head first through the brick wall and just see what happens at the, on the other side. Well, it's, it's definitely obviously concerning because it's new. Everything that's new is obviously kind of fearful, but as our favorite man says, the greatest things are on the other side of fear. Yep. Um, but I, I think this is a Kentucky program that really hasn't feared Georgia the last two years, maybe three years. They've played them relatively tight. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Obviously, 22 is a lot. In years or what? What? Well, yeah, what is 22. 22 points. Oh no, 22 points is a lot. I think I think that's a ridiculous line. I think Kentucky covers that, but I'm, I'm curious about the atmosphere because I think, yeah, Georgia fans are excited. College game day is going to be there. This is a historic matchup, but I think at the same time they're still like, well, it is Kentucky. I don't think they get up for Kentucky as much as they would like a Florida, a Tennessee. Um, or maybe even a team like LSU, even though they're not as as great this year. But I, I'm kind of curious to see what the atmosphere will be like. I've been thinking about that, and everyone's been very hot on the whole, like, disrespectful, why whenever we win, do they not care? I think we kind of brought it up as well a couple of weeks ago. 
I've kind of changed my view on it. I don't care now. It really doesn't bother me if they respect us or not. We've got the wins on the board. Like, what, you, what are you going to argue? If we win this game, they can they could put us at 20th if, if they really want to. I don't, really don't care yeah. because we're 7-0 and we'd be going towards a playoff. Like, for me, it's not – I don't care and I don't think the players will care too much now. It's going to be a source of motivation for sure at some in some small way, I'm sure, but – I really don't care whether they respect us, disrespect us, what people think about Kentucky. We're going in, we're about to play, and we're about to beat them. So it'll be great, great atmosphere. Going into the hostile environment, that brings me to two quotes from the big man himself that I don't think we've even brought up yet. One is, he always says, run to the roar. I don't know if he thinks they're playing the Detroit Lions or what, but he always says, run to the roar. And then two is, he kind of likes it when it's just us, is what he says. Like, it's just us going down there against them think he likes it because it's like on the bus and stuff there's less guys that travel he gets a little more leg room and such but kind of that it's just us against the world mentality stoops takes that on really well and i'm excited to see how they go this week well you talked about quotes quotes uh stoops would say albeit they might be a little cliche um i know you guys talked a little bit earlier this week about uh some quotes the most obvious sports talk game breakdown ever has occurred for the Kentucky-Georgia game. This yeah, week. and and that's something that I detest. And while we try and stay away from too much just generalized football talk and we never really get, you know, talk for 20 minutes about how our defense needs to play well to win, how we need to be able to run the ball, how we need to be able to throw the ball, how it'll be crucial to get stops on third down, how it'll be important to score against a defense like this. Like, what part of that doesn't any single human with a pulse, or even without a pulse, to be honest, not understand? Like, yes, that's how you win football. It's like if people said, you know what's going to be key this week against Georgia? Scoring more points than they do. <laughs> Miles, tell me you hate this as much as me. It drives me insane when people say this because they act like it is a focal point for this week's game as if, like, I love the let's not turn it over. If we get in the red zone, we've got to get points. It's like, you need to do that every single week, yep. not just the week that you're playing the number one defense in the country. And people act like they're just ground, talking about groundbreaking stuff. Now, if you were to say something like, in this zone, it's really important maybe that we play this type of coverage against this team, or it's really important that you know we're able to get a lot out of our play-action pass because their safeties collapsed. You know, something that actually has something to do with the game plan and the scheme, I, I'm happy with. You can dissect that for as long as you want. Not that I know would know what you're talking about at all. Wouldn't have a clue. I was curious, see, what have you been studying? Yeah, so would not have a clue. Just throw out there. But if you're just going to throw out generalities, like it's important for us to run out on the field and start with 11 men, yep. uh, that's, that's where I draw the line. Well, we talked about it last night. I mean, theoretically, you don't have to do any of those things. Because let's say Kentucky receives the ball first yep. and they just keep taking delay of games. I mean, they can, they can go – and delay up game all day. It's just a battle of who stays awake. Well, it's a great point, and I think that would be, honestly, a good game plan. Now, I don't want to just, like, kind of throw away from our ability to beat Georgia head-to-head, but it would be interesting one week to see some team come out and just take delay game after delay game Mm -hmm. and know that they caffeinated up before the game. The other team probably didn't. And uh, battle of the battle of the most awake. It wouldn't even be battle of the fittest, to be honest. Battle of the most caffeinated. And who can stay up the longest before the other team and fans fall asleep? And that's when you run the ball. Honestly, if that's the case, you've got to think Kentucky would be number one in those power rankings. You've got Stoops and his coffee. Yep. You've got Will and his yep. uh, whatever he's doing this week with the coffee. The, the mayonnaise and, coffee, uh, yeah. Bro, mayonnaise coffee might have a bit of extra caffeine. Oh, man. 
Um, I think people say those things mainly because they look for affirmation for other people just to get some agreement. I'd love to see someone disagree. Like they just say, hey, you know, I think we need to run the ball well this week. Mississippi State's offense says, no, you don't. No, you can just no. throw it and you can win. And, Miles, so as no much as we hate right. the small talk, let's try and let's get into one little maybe somewhat of a prediction each before we get to a score. Um, and just to give the fans a little bit of what they want in the generalities, I'll go first. I think it's really, really important, and hopefully you guys don't cut me down for this, really super important to start really well in a hostile environment to keep the crowd out of it. Whether that's getting a turnover early or scoring on the first drive, that is what is actually really super important because then you keep the crowd down a little bit. If we false start, first play of the game, I tell you what, they won't shut up all game. I think it's super important that it, whether it's our first drive on offense or defense, we start really well and that can like lead to bigger things down the track. If we, if we have a really bad start at home, that's okay. Away, that's, it's tough to come back from. I agree with that. You stole mine, but I'll go option B. Um, Georgia's been really good, and Coach Stoops talks about this a lot, finishing the half and starting the second half really well. The, last, the first four coming out, the last four of the half, they've been dominant in stealing points. Um, a lot of the guys, you kind of get close to zero, and sometimes you can check out and just say, hey, let's just get to half and regroup. Georgia dominates those eight minutes, and it's going to be crucial that Kentucky doesn't give them a cheap score there because it's probably going to be really low scoring, and a cheap score there could make a huge difference. What sounds the most – I know we just talked about it. It's the most general thing of all time. But when you look at the context of this game, I mean, Kentucky just needs to to score. I mean, I I know you're looking at me and you're like, we just talked about this. But Kentucky hasn't scored a touchdown against Georgia – it's going to be hard to win if we don't. Since 20, I know, but like, like genuinely. No, you should know. I, Kentucky has not scored a touchdown against Georgia since 2018. So going off of your point and the general generalities, Kentucky needs to score in the first quarter. They need to score a touchdown in the first quarter. Build some confidence. Someone threw a non-generality phrase out this week that I absolutely love, and it actually has oh. to do with that, Brent, of scoring. Yep. Okay. Coach Stoops compared this Georgia defense to the 85 Bears defense. Wow. I mean, that's pretty good. I'm sure that's something you and your dad, again, watched growing up a lot. Um, Is he I saying that they're old? That, I, I'm not sure what he's insinuating. I didn't really understand the reference. I wasn't alive then. But. Riddled with CTE, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, if they're like the 85 Bears, that would be good because, I mean, like after this year, they're just not going to be relevant for – Three decades, four decades. Maybe they're about Your to wear orange and blue not. this week. Well, caveat to them being the '85 Bears. I don't remember the '85 Bears ever beating Kentucky, ever. Or is he talking not about the '85 California Golden Bears or the Baylor Bears? Oh well, because if you remember the '85 Baylor Bears, they they were okay on defense. They weren't too solid. bad. So were the California Golden Bears. They were okay. I wonder how the 85 Bears fared. What if he was actually referencing one of them and he was kind of just taking a shot at how bad the defense actually is? (laughs) And no one understood. Yeah, some friendly banter before the game begins. Um, uh, What I'm thinking as well, Miles, that I really, really like, and me and you you love this topic. So I want to talk about statistics. You're a great statistics man. You came through with a great degree. I love the law of averages. And honestly, why I'm getting super confident this week is what Brent just brought up before. We haven't scored against them for multiple years well. 
at some stage, the law of averages and statistics, and I don't want to say the word that I say because I say it wrong in my accent, but it's Jew. And I don't mean like Israel Jew. I mean Jew like D-U-E. Jesus Christ. Um, I think that eventually, statistically, you have to be able to score. Like you just can't go not scoring against them for super long. You can't go not beating them for super long. And you can't go, you know, eventually in the SEC East, there will be an anomaly and someone will win it that is not just Georgia or Florida. Mm-hmm. And that is due right now. Well, the thing about that is, is someone would say, well, that doesn't matter because it's just more about the talent of the players on the field and how they've been playing. Uh, what about the save and assistance being due to beat him? Yep. We saw that last week. Yep. And you that can't tell me, yeah, you can't tell me Texas A&M was more talented. Okay. Eventually, no. these statatistical anomalies happen. And I think it's time this weekend down in Athens. Uh, speaking it's of for Georgia's defense to have a miserable week, yep. Kentucky to just light it up. Yep. Well, speaking no of going question. down to Athens and and being due and all that, Max, this is your first trip down to Athens um, since the monsoon that yep. came through in 2019. That was your only trip to Athens, right? Uh, I went there back in the day for the first uh, Greek Olympiad, but besides oh, yep, that, yeah, yep, I haven't yep, been yep, down yep. there yet. Uh, so how did you guys find it as players? Rock throwing was a good one back then. Rock throwing. Yeah, they just did a big, big rock throwing. Oh, oh Greco uh, Romanov won that one that year. So how did you like Athens, Georgia? <laughs> um, besides that one, it was good. Uh, no, well, I, last time I went, we almost got washed away. I had to take yep. my snorkel out there. Um, obviously kicked the ball into the stands, which hurt us because at the time it was 0-0 in the third quarter, but... Um, really like the atmosphere, really like the environment. I'm a sh- it's a shame that the guys can't play at night because they have that really good like laser light, light display, show. which would be cool. Well, I'm sure the sun will go down by the, by the fourth quarter. And you always learn lessons. The lesson that I learned last time was I, it was pouring down with rain, and so obviously your socks and your cleats get just absolutely soaked. But I was playing really, really well at halftime, as good as a punter could play, which means probably no one else noticed, but I did. And I said, because I'm kind of like superstitious sometimes with some of the stuff. I say, I'm not taking my shoes or socks off because these are the ones that are actually making me kick the ball really well. Mm. And then it was that first punt after three-quarter time that just hit the most soggiest, wettest foot of all time that hadn't been dried off, and that's when the ball went sideways. So I've got some good memories there. I've got some bad memories. I thought there. it was because Grant or who was it who told yeah, you? Yeah, that was a part of it. I it thought, yeah, Grant told you. always take responsibility for your own actions. Deep. Where did that ball end up? Do you remember? Uh I think it landed on a poor 85-year-old lady's head, um, and she still might be there, actually. I think they're still trying to revive her. What about you, Miles? Uh, I think when I went there, the atmosphere was pretty good. It gets rowdy. I think I like the approach that they take to the crowd in the stands. Um, they kind of go opposite of Missouri. So Missouri's got the golden girls on the sideline that distract the players. Um, on the opposite way, Georgia puts the guys in the student section of the front row painted up in pads and they usually are disgusting looking yeah so that- you walk out and you're distracted by them instead of the girls at missouri and the whole game you're really confused as to what's like are they former players what are they doing in the front row why are they painted red is it blood all those are questions running through your mind none of which relate to the game at all so it's a little bit tempting to think about that and it's a little bit distracting yeah and most of them resemble um their mascot Ugger. Um, which is interesting. I'm not sure if they're trying to look like him or whether that's just it runs in the family or they're the owners. You know how you say owners normally look like their dogs. Um, and so for the person that wrote in to our Twitter page, um, we love the questions, by the way, and asked, what do mm-hmm. I think of Agar? I just think he's ugly, to be honest. I have no other thoughts about him. Uh, he doesn't really cross my mind ever. I just think he's an ugly dog. 
honestly, though, I kind of like Aga. I don't know what it is. It's the wrong week to like Aga. It was Ross. Sorry, it was Ross Uminja. So thank you, Ross, for the question. I've always – I hate how much I love the way Georgia plays football because, in a way, it, like, makes me kind of want to root for them any week they don't play Kentucky. So, but so you're Tristan Yeomans. Well, well, caveat to that too is if Kentucky loses this week, you, we would have to cheer for Georgia to go undefeated, and then Kentucky can maybe leverage their way into a playoff if their only loss is like ten points to Georgia. I'm not cheering for any other SEC team besides ours, Brent. Unless I put a, a wager on the on the line, so not going to happen. Not going to happen this week. Not going to happen ever. Kentucky is going to go down and absolutely dominate this game, and I can't wait, Miles. We're going to get into our predictions a little bit later. And actually. Mm-hmm. Score predictions. Yep. What do we got next? Well, you talked about predictions. We had to talk about our predictions from from last week that made it to, to Sunday show. <laughs> so be very careful. We may be on a wire right now. One of you. I don't really trust either one of you after last week. Yeah, we've been fielding calls from Pete Rose. What was the guy's name? Tom Donahue. Tom Donahue. Yep. Um, uh, how yeah. did we know Tim, this? Tim, not Tom. Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim, Tim. Old yeah. Tim. The Sopranos. Just how do we know this? How can we get this information off you? Um, is it someone else working against us? Are we time travelers? So, for those of you that listened on to our Monday show this week, we had to rewind it because we didn't put out the Saturday show. We had to put in our predictions from the Saturday show because we like transparency. We like to be able to show you guys that, you know, we're always honest about that. So, obviously, we put out all our predictions. Um, we may or may not have joked about the whole predictions and got every single scoreline right um, every single game and may even made some little extra predictions of, oh, our, our Texas A&M will win with a three-point couple um, of props up Yeah, there. with a field goal to win it. We uh, put the Chris Rodriguez receiving touchdown to be the first of Kentucky's. We put DeAndre Square to get a turnover. And we just went on and on and on about everything that was right. And the feedback that we thought was – well, the feedback we got for something of a point that we thought we made was pretty obvious <laughs> yeah. um, turned out not to be. And we've confused a bunch of people. So we're going so, to talk about some of those people. So Grant McInnes, a good friend of the show, plays at Missouri, will be playing this weekend – I really worry for the Missouri education system and how they would go as a university in terms of their standings because he messaged me and the messages went as follows. Max, these predictions are really good. Wow, you just got the Vandy Florida score exactly right. Wow, you got another one exactly right. My God, you guys should have bet on this. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, you guys are definitely joking. No, no, you're definitely joking. Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. Oh, no, you're going to call me and tell me I'm an idiot. Miles, I think you got something similar. Yeah, my friend Davis from Paducah called and he was like, did you listen back to y'all's predictions? And I was like, Davis, no, like we just made him Friday night off the cuff and I haven't even checked the scores. And he said, you all got every score exactly right. (laughs) You how much money you all could have made? (laughs) Tried to hold my laughter in and eventually he came around to the point, but it just took him a few minutes. But yeah, we we all got some good feedback. Did you get some feedback, Brent? I did. So um, I have this friend, her name is Sam. 1,000% 1,000% one of the smartest people I know. She said, first text, dang, Miles really hammered that, uh, that Texas A&M prediction. I don't, know, I don't know how he did that. And then she went on. She was like, oh, I, she's like, Max kind of got Florida and Vanderbilt too. She's like, she's like, I can't believe, I can't believe he uh, got Vanderbilt scoring zero points. And I was like, if there was the easiest bet on the board, it was that one. Yeah. Um, 
And then I just had to, I felt bad. I had to tell her, I was like, yeah, we kind of got all of those right because we did it after the fact. And she was like, oh. So I'm not sure if so that's we gave, a, we gave the game away. I'm like, not sure if it's a reflection on, uh, you know, how good we were at selling it or just the people we have around us in our friendship groups. I'm going to say it's probably a bit of both. She actually said, she's like, Max is just so convincing whenever <laughs> he talks about it. So... So we, I mean, the predictions are actually going to be true this time. These are all well, just we, a pure we, guess. We promise we, uh, well, we're putting this out before the weekend. So if we get these right, we promise these are the true predictions. Yep. We don't have a crystal ball. Um, and I guess if we get them all right, maybe they should look into us. I was going to say, could you imagine if we did that, though? Like, just got them all right well, to a T? Well, we'll see. Are we going to do one game each again? Or are we, yep. are we going to do one game each again? Yep. Miles, are you ready? I am totally prepared. I can just throw any game at you. Do you know the spread Either off the, the SEC, top of your head? FCS, um, all the SEC spreads. I'll give you the spread total as I. I'll give you the spread total, so you can take Auburn, Arkansas, Arkansas at minus four and a half. It's at Arkansas, short and sharp. Um, all right, Auburn wins outright, coming off the huge loss to Georgia. Auburn twenty-one twenty. Uh, Brent, you can take Florida, LSU. Uh, Florida is minus eleven and a half. Yeah, spreads eleven and a half. LSU, I don't think they're great. Florida. Florida rolls, they cover easily. That's the easiest cover in the world. Yep. And I hate saying it so much, but it really is. Like LSU have given up, and Florida's a really good football team. Yeah, last night was the first night I looked at the board, and I saw that, and we're going to get to the Alabama-Mississippi State game in a little bit. But, I, I apologize for all of our listeners that have come for our lock of the week that's just somehow happened this week, but that Florida game, you could pretty much just yeah. make whatever money you feel like. That is le- – but gamble responsibly i'll take texas a&m versus missouri our good friend grant mckinnis it's actually in columbia missouri texas a&m a minus nine um missouri really miserable uh particularly on defense they can't stop anything right now so i'm gonna take whatever the over would be in that game but i'll also take texas a&m by about between 18 to 21 points Dang, you think so? You don't yeah. think the, the noon game, Golden Girls, gets with Texas A&M a little bit? Uh, I've seen the girls at Texas A&M, and if anything, maybe the Golden Girls are a step down. So I think they're well, not even distracted. Well, but, you know, the players are used to seeing those yell guys, you know, oh, do the with the yeah. D, so maybe the maybe Golden Girls will be excited. The yell guys uh, mm. is just a topic for a conversation another time Tough. because I just hate that. Uh, Miles, Can you put me down right there? Can you put me down for the upside of the week right there? You want Missouri? I want Missouri to win out right now. Okay. Uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, South Carolina. It's at South Carolina and South Carolina minus 18. 18? Yep. Um, this is the toilet bowl of the week. I'll, yeah, South Carolina covers that. I don't buy a lot. I'm going to go like 31-3. I'm with you. South Carolina's not a terrible team. Uh, Vandy may not score again. Yeah, uh, same. Um, you've got... Alabama, Brent, you've got Alabama, Mississippi State, Alabama. uh, It's at Mississippi State, Alabama minus 17. God bless the people of Starkville. I genuinely feel bad for them. I mean, obviously their living situation is bad, but then you throw in the fact that Nick Saban's going there pissed off. 17 is just not enough. You could put the spread at 50, and I think Alabama covers that. That thing's going to just be miserable. Wow. Um, I'm with you. I'm not sure about 50, but I think they definitely got a point to prove. Uh, I've got Ole Miss, Tennessee, which is final game before we get into Kentucky, Georgia. Ole Miss, Tennessee, Mississippi. Oh, sorry, Mississippi. I don't know why they write that. Ole Miss is minus two and a half. Uh, I really don't have a clue who's going to win this game. If I had to put my money anywhere, it would be with Ole Miss because I just I just like Lane Kiffin and I like the way that they play football. Lane but whatever the the over could be 
645, I'd still take it. These te- both these teams get off about 55 plays per second, and it will actually be an electric game to watch on Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. I'm definitely going to try and tune into that one once in the once I'm basking in the Kentucky glory of the win because mm-hmm. the way those two teams play at the moment is really, really fun to watch. Absolutely. So a revenge game for Lane Kiffin, coming back to UT after his uh, very diplomatic departure. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into the most serious game of the weekend, though. The one on CBS, the one on SEC Network, the one that everyone will be tuning in to watch. Kentucky, Georgia, obviously in Georgia, Miles, as we already know. Uh, minus 22 and a half. What's your actual game prediction? And please be honest, I don't want to just hear all Kentucky bias. I think Kentucky comes out really strong in the first half and hangs with them well. I think Georgia's depth in the second half takes over a little bit. Um, Kentucky holds its own, loses 21-13. Brent? You're going to make me stall again. Uh, I've gone back and forth with it. I've I've tried to talk myself into taking Kentucky all week, but Georgia has a generational defense. However, no one expected them to go into the Swamp in 2018 and win. Kentucky's due. This is the last door they need to knock down before they solidify themselves. Um, as a program that Stoops wanted to see when he got here, I think the, the under hits, I think it's a tight game throughout. Kentucky's got to score a touchdown. I think the defense stands up. I'm not a believer in uh, Stetson Bennett. I think Kentucky wins. I'll go 17-14. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm a homer, I, sorry. I, I'm just going to continue with the fact that weird things are happening over the last couple of years. Uh, we've been playing really good football Statistically, we are due, or do, as you guys say, to win a huge game like this. We really haven't done it in forever, probably ever. Um, and I just think somehow we just get some turnovers on defense. Things go our way. Maybe they miss a bunch of field goals. Maybe they just can't catch. I don't know what it is. Maybe we have a kickoff return for a touchdown, those kind of things. Like just some sort of anomaly happens. And I'll give us the win, 24-21, Matt Ruffalo, 20-yard field goal to win it. Um, he holds his nerve, puts it through, and we just silence the entire city of Athens. Uh, I'm right you with you. You what you two just did to me? If we do win, I'm going to just catch so much. Yep, and you I'm should. I'm the only one that had us losing. As you but should. I'll be fine. Uh, I, think, I think, honestly, if I, was, if, if I was being serious, I would – and I am being serious, but if I was to be, go with my head, it does say Georgia, but I just – feel like that there's something's about to happen and I just feels like there's keep, something in the air. I want to keep riding the wave. Yep. I, I will say that I feel like the safest pick in this game no matter what is the under. Has to be. Yeah, and 44. that's and that's the time when the we but it's like fifty to fifty and people yeah. just go, How did that just happen? Yeah. It's like Ole Miss in Arkansas last week comes down to a two point play, onside kicks everywhere, just a shootout. I could see it. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's special Saturday edition. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, turn on College Game Day. Turn on the KSR pregame show. Go CBS 3.30. If you're not down in Georgia, it's going to be a great game, great atmosphere. Go Cats. Yep. Kentucky, Georgia. Come on, Cats. Let's go. Uh-oh. C-A-T-S, Cats, Cats, Cats. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Traveling in a fire.com combat On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a 
strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.